Chicago Bears are taking on the Atlanta Falcons in the Georgia Dome. Homecoming for Justin Fields as they take this or as Fields takes the stage against a hometown crowd that obviously he's going to be playing against. And when the Bears have the ball, JB, this may be the game. There is no Jeff Okuda. There is no solid secondary. There is no massive pass rush. This Atlanta Falcons defense is weak in the right area for Justin Fields to have a big game through the air. Will it happen? I can't say for sure. Fields has obviously been somewhat inconsistent as a passer, but this is a fairly stale defense, JB, that even against the lowly Panthers is already starting to, with Dean Pease coordinating it, resort to gambling on almost every down right? Wild swivels, blitzes most of the time, the the rare just flat static play. They're trying to mix their coverages because they're admitting that they're not as talented as the defense across from them or as the offense across from them. And when Carolina is more talented than you, you got issues. So it's not that I think Darnell Mooney and Chase Claypool are, you know, we've talked about this, the next coming of wide receiver Christ, but I will say that this is a heavy tilt towards uh towards the bears receivers and it's one that if the bears can or can contain the pocket for justin fields i expect them to try to throw the ball fairly well but we'll have to see it's a solid rushing defense because grady jarrett and uh let me see it's grady jarrett and abdullah anderson are not bad defensive linemen and two guys alone will do a lot for your run defense they have for atlanta but their passing defense is flat out woeful and it's something i expect the bears to try to exploit yeah absolutely robert so 280.1 is the stat that i looked at and that is the number of passing yards that this falcons defense gives up per game that is 32nd in the league you do see the very rare 32nd ranked team versus the 32nd ranked team. That is the Bears passing game, which is lowest in the league going against the Falcons pass defense, which is worst in the league at that. So, you know, the totally resistible object versus the totally movable, you know, all that, whatever, resistible force, movable object, all that, right? So if it's, like you said, if it's going to be a game, it's got to happen now, right? And I think that there probably is a little bit of things coming together. The team's getting healthier. You know, Byron Pringle was back. He was on the field. Chase Claypool is coming up to speed a little bit more. We heard some encouraging comments by offensive coordinator Luke Getze. And so I think it's going to happen this week where you are going to see more of this offensive explosion from, from Justin Fields in the past game. That brings me to my matchup. I think it's Justin Fields against A.J. Terrell. A.J. Terrell has not had the best year so far, but he's a very talented player. I'm curious if Justin Fields has a good passing day, if he chooses to go away from Terrell, or if he decides that he'll just uh, equal opportunity to go after anybody. I think Terrell has the talent to take advantage of a bad Justin Fields pass, and so I'm curious if he's going to get bit by Terrell there. That's the one matchup that I'm most interested in in the passing game. What about you? Honorable mention for me has to go to Chase Claypool or Darnell Mooney. You can pick your choice, but I'm going to go with Claypool because I think I like picking X factors. But at the same time, Jeff, if you look at just about any statistic on clean pocket passing, believe it or not, Justin Fields is in the top 15 and actually has been all season. It's just rare that he throws from what's considered a clean pocket because of how long he holds onto the ball. There's only one player I'm worried about ruining the Bears clean pockets in this game. That's Grady Jarrett. So to me, number 97 
against Cody Whitehair and Sam Mustafer, who will likely be double blocking him almost the entire game, is the matchup I can't not pay attention to because if Justin Fields gets flushed out of the pocket, we're going to see a same old, same old performance. Probably a lot of attempted rushing, probably the occasional throw down field, but a lot of fields taking a look, realizing he can run, running. But if he can get those clean pockets, I expect some strikes. And that's, I mean, it's the game I would prefer to watch. Not only the game that I think the Bears might be more successful in. But obviously, Jeff, as you know, it's not just the Bears offense who's going to be playing. The Bears defense is going to play too. So let's talk about what happens when the Falcons have the ball. Where honestly, massive hat tip to what Arthur Smith has going on. JB, I know that's no surprise to you. Arthur Smith is one of your favorite play callers in the league. But as he shifted over, he being Arthur Smith, to Atlanta... He has shifted the offense completely around what Mariota does well. And so they're running a lot of spread option concepts as well as a lot of that beautiful mixed rushing attack up from under center and even the shotgun that keeps defenses guessing. It's the best part of their offense is the way that they are structured. Mariota, the second best part of the offense, because as talented as their receivers are on paper, it doesn't work without a quarterback throwing with anticipation. And I mean, JB, it is legitimately impressive until Mariota gets his brain unplugged and throws a prayer interception that makes you go what on earth are you doing and that happens because the talent on this falcons offense especially offensive line is a real problem i mean their offensive line gets beat up on some of these plays where they have every ability to win from a from a schematic advantage perspective and lose regardless obviously the panthers defensive line isn't anything to sneeze at and they're going to face an easier opponent in the bears defensive line but if for instance jack sanborn brings the thunder that he brought against uh the lions it wouldn't surprise me if they could throw a little bit of gum or a little bit of mud into the gears of what the falcons have churning on on uh their run game force them into the passing game and try to make something happen from there what are you seeing statistically i found something that i find absolutely fascinating and it's like kind of boring but i think it's a fun fascinating little factoid here 1.3 turnovers per game by the atlanta offense 1.3 turnovers per game by the bears defense it's the exact same it is also the exact same on the other side of the ball the bears offense gives it up 1.3 times per game the Atlanta defense forces 1.3 turnovers. All four of those teams, the exact same number, and they're all tied for 16th, which is dead average in the middle of the league. What? So it is it is the weirdest That's little spooky. thing I have ever seen, and I had to draw it to the attention. And so turnovers are a huge part of every football game. And if you win the turnover battle, as you know, as you increase that margin your percentage of winning the game goes up, right? That's pretty basic football stuff. These two teams are completely average at taking care of the football and taking away the football. They're dead tied over the long run of the season. Obviously, there's going to be individual spikes in the game. I'm curious if that's going to stay the same, if it's going to be an equal uh, turnover game or if uh, one team is going to have the advantage. So I find that to be an interesting stat this week. Uh, My matchup, I'm actually going to go with Kyle Pitts versus Jaquan Brisker. I think that that could be a fun matchup. They have not used Kyle Pitts very well this year, and Arthur Smith has certainly felt a little heat um, from from not using him well. But I want to see a guy that's that talented, what he how he matches up against Jaquan Brisker, because uh, we think that Brisker is very talented. We really like him. This will be a good challenge for him, regardless of whether or not Pitts has not done much this year. It's still a, a physical challenge for him when he's going to pick him up 
um, in the passing game. What about you? Who's your matchup? I know it's corny. Uh, maybe I've got a little bit of Sanborn fever, Jeff, but if the Bears can get a little bit of impact play, and I mean that literally from their linebacker Sanborn in the running game, I think it's going to help them a lot. Now, granted, the Falcons run a lot of wide zone, a lot of stuff that I think Sanborn would struggle a little bit more with because he's not quite the pursuit backer that Roquan Smith was, but all the same, let's go Sanborn. Obviously, I mean the whole the offensive line. Specifically, I'm looking at Colby Gossett, the left guard, who had an awful game against the Carolina Panthers, but let's just stick it on CP flash because why not? Right? So Sanborn versus the running back Cordero Patterson or whoever else is toting the pill. If he can make an impact in this game, wouldn't surprise me if that could steal a touchdown off the board and make a win in the cards. But speaking of winning, Jeff, it's not just these football teams and the football players that could be winning. You could be winning at home too. What are you seeing from a prop bets perspective? Well, Robert, I think in terms of 10-minute drill, we have tied it up. We have previewed the game in the 10 minutes. Nice. We're going to go to overtime here, and we're going to talk about prop bets in overtime. That's how I'm going to construct this from now on. Because That's it. Okay. All right. It's perfect. So That's let's it. Go to, let's go to overtime. We're in the prop bets. We're a day earlier than we have been in other shows. So this is why there's not a ton of prop bets on your screen. If you are viewing with us on YouTube, hit up our friends over there. Sign up with that promo code. It's Bears. It's the best promo code there is. There's 100% deposit match with that. So go ahead and do that. Here's the early results from the, the prop bets that we have. You have Justin Fields. and Just to show you how close these teams are, Justin Fields and Marcus Mariota have a similar not a similar, an exact same prop bet for passing yards at 160.5 each. Darnell Mooney's prop bet for receiving yards, 48 and a half. Drake London, their presumed wide receiver one, I guess right now, 38 and a half receiving yards, which is a very sad number. Uh, and then both the Bears and Falcons defense at one and a half sacks. So over-unders on those. The obvious one to me, Robert, is to take Justin Fields over 160.5. I don't think that that's a crazy... Uh, number for him to hit, particularly against the 32nd ranked uh, pass defense of the league. What about you? What do you got? Yeah, it always sounds like we're a homer uh, because we tend to take things that sound awfully favorable for the Bears. But if memory serves, we've actually done pretty well over the last couple of weeks with predicting these kinds of things. And I agree with you. I think Fields, at, purely because they set the bar so low, I'm not expecting more than maybe 210 yards at the absolute best, JB, just because of what his, the, the threat on the ground has been. But right now, Justin Fields is a pie chart of about 300 yards divvying them somewhere. Right. And I expect a little more than usual to go to the air this week than the ground. And that favors an 160.5. I also think the Falcons are going to collect more than one and a half sacks until Fields has that game where technically he allows less than two sacks. I'm going to keep betting this because right now Fields is giving away at least one free sack per game running the ball out of bounds. So it's not as if I think that the Falcons offense is going to be amazing or decent defense that I should have said it's more that Jeff I think statistically fields is coming away with two sacks so consistently that all it's going to take is somebody not getting open downfield or fields ushering himself out of bounds unintentionally and you win this bet and you take some money home what do you think is are there any on these that you would just avoid flat out oh I I, I don't think I would want to bet the Bears defense uh, sack bet because their defensive line has been pretty terrible 
Um, but this isn't a particularly good team and game flow. I think the Bears could be leading in this one. And so they may get some sacks. Just that one feels, I don't feel a very strong way or another. I would kind of avoid that one. Um, I would say that if I had to bet another one of these early ones, and I would wait for the full slate, of course, yes. but of the early ones and what's standing out to me, um, I would actually take the under on the Mariota passing yards. And that is mainly because I, I think that more likely than not, Arthur Smith is going to see the, the, the real Achilles heel of the Bears defense is uh, the run game. And he has been quite good at crafting a good run game with Cordero Patterson, with Tyler Algier, and even Marcus Mariota running football. And so I, w- I would say that the Falcons are going to try to control the football. They're going to try to establish a good ground game here. And I think that's at the expense of Mariota. Uh, passing yards so i would actually take the under on mariota it's the same bet as last week right where i remember jared goff had something in the 220s 240s range we bet the under we were right jeff not because we thought that the bears pass defense was oh so good but because we thought the bears run defense was oh so bad that they'd keep the yardage totals down i think if i got to choose i would rather have an over under from claypool if one comes out than from Mooney, if only because I expect the Bears, especially with recent comments, Jeff, to be trying to get Claypool that let's get going game, right? It's poor secondary that opens itself up to some deeper shots down the field. It's Claypool's third week in the offense after, look, I understand that people suggest that these football players don't read the media clippings. They do one way or another. And one catch for eight yards isn't going to sit well with a guy that they want to get open or they want to get him rolling so that they can get some passing. Uh, like they can get something working in the passing game for the young quarterback. It's not all complicated math when you think about it from just developing a young quarterback. So I expect them to force feed Claypool a little bit. And that I think means if I had to guess Jeff, just like we said against Washington, where immediately Darnell Mooney got it all. I think Mooney's going to end up with four catches. How long are those catches going to be? I could not tell you, but I think Mooney's going to end up with four catches on roughly seven targets. Don't call me a prophet. It just, how how many yards is that going to be? I don't know. (laughs) Right. All right, man. Well, that sounds good to me. I think that's the 10-minute drill with overtime, and I think we're, we're winning. That's, that's all that matters.